Welcome to another episode of KUSI's Mark My Words, hosted by our very own Mark Mathis. Welcome back to another edition of America's Fastest Growing Podcast, KUSI's Mark My Words. And uh, today is a uh, one of our frequent guests and our go-to person for all things restaurant business. And i uh, been in San Diego now for, I don't know, something like 50 years. And um, started uh, Little Italy, responsible for starting Little Italy, and now one of the uh, owners of Don Pietro's down in Old Town and about to start up a new restaurant, a uh, Mexican food restaurant, restaurant right there in Old Town called uh, El Sueño. 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 El Sueño. What does that mean? The dream. Anyway, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> that's, that's great, that's great. Uh, Sal Busalaki, everybody. Sal Busalaki, give him a big round of applause. Uh, he is here with his interpreter, uh, Gustavo. And um, <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> next week, uh, the city is saying, government is saying, that we are going to open the borders again. Uh, and this could be incredibly beneficial for the restaurant industry here in San Diego, just to name a couple. But uh, the restaurant industry has been one that has suffered immensely under the borders being closed. Now, I was struck by a conversation that was on HBO's uh, uh, Bill Maher show um, on HBO, and he was interviewing Saru Jaharman. Now, she is the president of One Fair Wage and the director of the Food and Labor Research Center at the University of California at Berkeley. She is basically on the side of the workers. She's kind of the, for lack of a better word, the, the union or the, the kind of the, the lobbyist for all the restaurant workers throughout the country. Now, I applaud her in some ways for that, but I listened to the interview with Bill Maher, and I thought that she was so off base on the things that she was saying that they, the restaurant workers have suffered from during COVID with no consideration to the actual employers. So I wanted you to listen to this soundbite. This is talking about tips. Uh, I think this is talking about tips, and this is... Uh, her talking with uh, Bill Maher this past Sunday on HBO. And also just the idea of paying someone almost completely in tips means that they have to sort of like every moment of their work day, they have to worry about being evaluated. That's they right. just, they just don't have to do That's that. That's right. That's right. You and me, you know, imagine if we got paid based on how much people liked us. Your audience or I, my, I'm a professor, my right. students. Imagine if our entire pay was how well I graded people. That's what these women are going through. That's what restaurant workers are going through. They're constantly being evaluated. In fact, during the pandemic, a lot of women were told, take off your mask so I can see how cute you are before I decide how much to tip you. Take off your mask so I can see the pretty face of my server before I decide how much I want to tip. That made it life-threatening and women were like, I'm done. So what, what is the long-term prognosis now for, for restaurants? I mean, we've seen so many changes. I mean, a lot of them did close. I read it's something like 14%, which I thought would be actually yeah. higher. So yeah. obviously they did better than we thought, which is great. Um, but it's always been a shit show in a restaurant during the pandemic because it's, it's just a stupid premise. 
to have it open at all because you have to expose your pie hole to heat. Right, exactly. This nonsense of, you know, you put the mask on when you walk to the bathroom. It's, it's just, it's well, just. Well, I got to say, Bill, a lot of restaurant workers died during the pandemic because they were exposed. Well, you know, and so they were trying to enforce these rules. Imagine trying to tell people they were the ones put in charge. Wear your mask, sit six feet apart. Let me see your vaccination card on the same people from whom they had to get tips to make right. up their wage. That was an impossible situation. And that was the point at which people were done. And but the good news, the silver lining is that we have seen thousands of restaurants respond to this by raising their wages. We have seen now Restaurants who were paying two and three dollars now paying fifteen, twenty-five. We've even been tracking restaurants paying fifty bucks an hour because they can't get staff. All right, so that's just one of guys. I'll play you another clip here in a minute. But here's a couple of things I want to talk to you about. <clears throat> Where I think she's so incredibly off base is that the fact that where do you get it? work that you have to be evaluated everything you do based on how much people like us i do it every single day i've been doing it for 30 years are we supposed to like treat these people like they're kids i mean there are people in the restaurant business here in san diego that are making more money than half 90 percent of the people in this building even at your restaurant absolutely they, they do incredibly well well why are uh, we supposed to feel sorry for them sorry I feel sorry for me. <laughs> I, I think she's in, in, in a different um, world. I think so too. Not this world. Maybe she's from Oklahoma. <laughs> Definitely not out of California. <laughs> well, she's at UC Berkeley right now. Well, she should go to uh, uh, in in the lower school. Right. She doesn't know what. I oh, she has no idea what she's talking about. Right. Absolutely no idea, Mark. So uh, here's a, here's a, I'll give an example. A girl who goes to college gets a job at my place. I train her at $14 an hour. She works four hours and go home with five, six hundred dollars in cash. Right. That she doesn't have to pay taxes on, or she can if she wants to. No, she has to because the automatic goes into a credit card, which is another different. Oh, okay. So that's so they're starting to do that now. Oh no, they've been doing it for a long time. The IRS wants their money. Yeah. Um, where can you go? Not not highly educated person and make that kind of money, Mark. Not including the pay. So when they go home with five, six hundred dollars. Every time they work for four hours, you know what? That's a lot of money, Mark. Yeah. Like you said earlier, just professional people don't really make that kind of money. Well, this uh, gal was also talking about, you know, the fact that many uh, restaurant worker people died, that the rest of the country, she's acting like the rest of the country was immune to this whole thing. There's people in every industry that died from uh, COVID. I mean, it's, it's not, you're not mutually exclusive. Absolutely. Whole thing. Absolutely. And so let's, let's, let's take a turn now. I just wanted you to listen to that because that was a conversation. I'll play you another clip in just a minute, but I want to take a little turn to kind of what you guys have been going through with regards to workers and why it is so critically important, not only for San Diego, for this part of the world, or for this border to open uh, next Wednesday. It's November 3rd, right? Number no, eight. eight. Okay. All right. So yeah. the next a week from Monday. All right. So what have you guys been going through? What is, well, I mean, it's been, every time I go there, you talk to me for two hours about what you've been going through, and it's, it's enjoyable to hear it. 
uh, for two hours. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you guys have been. Well, I mean, let, let's let, let's say it's um, Saturday night. Let, 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 let's say it's, it's a Saturday. You have two, three hundred reservations. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you expect the people to come in on a Saturday. My, my, my chefs, my cooks. Right. And all of a sudden, you don't even, some, since all my grandmother, I don't know how many grandmothers they have, uh, but every week, someone, uh, somebody's grandmother dies. Right. Um, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. I can't come in. Uh, or some of them just don't respond. Right. I'll give an example. I mean, Two Saturdays ago, I had a guy who I was paying him like two thousand a week. Uneducated. There's nothing wrong with it, but he knew his business. Not the high level chef, right. but I just mediocre chef right. was making two thousand dollars a week. Okay, yeah. on a Friday work. Saturday, I had three hundred reservation. I'm going to prepare for the reservation. I never heard from him again. And how long had he been there? Oh, I was there for three months. Three months, okay. Making that kind of money. Um, he shows up on a, on a Tuesday. I've been te- I would text him. I called him. Not even respond. Not even hello or I can't come in. Just absolutely... Like insane, Mark. Insane, really. And I'm not trying to uh, uh, overstate this, right. but he showed up. And says, oh, "Where's my check?" I said, "You left on Saturday." I uh, never. And he will almost right past me and go to my restaurant. I said, "No, no, no, no. You stand outside." Now. If I didn't have my, my son Pietro, which he saves my son Joseph, Gustavo, me, how would I serve those 300 people when two people out of four don't show up? And not even a hello, goodbye, nothing, just don't show up, period. We're talking about $2,000 a week. Right. Now, how do I take care of my people? Got to 300 reservation. How do I do that? Right. Now, you were saying, and the thing that I found interesting is that a lot of these folks that you have hired over the however many months uh, during COVID know the rules better than maybe the labor unions themselves or the labor boards themselves. So they know how to go into the system, get the money, leave, then collect the unemployment, go back and get unemployment, go back and get unemployment. Is that right? Is that accurate? Absolutely right. You hit it right, right in the uh, head, right, Mark. If I was young like that, I would definitely collect unemployment and go get another job. And maybe that's a chance that the, uh, today that they could buy something, uh, car, brand new car. Right. And let me tell you, you know, my partner, you know, my son drives a 2007 Mercedes. Gustavo uh, has a 2010. Honda, I drive a 2007 BMW. You know what my employees drive? Brand new cars, 
40, 50, $60,000 cars working for me, a waiters, brand new cars. And I'm looking to myself, I go, are you serious? So, so tell us what's There's nothing wrong with it, Mark. No, I'm, I'm not, 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 not. Tell, tell us a little bit about what's happening. What, what is going on with the labor boards and these workers? What do they know? What, how are they taking advantage of the, of the labor boards uh, that people may not realize? Um, they know it. They're a lot smarter than we are because they know that we need workers. And a guy that it was not even worth a dishwasher or a guy who knows how to cut an onion, he wants big money now. Right. Oh, it's no more this $14, $15 stuff. It's out the window. Right. Now I pay him $18, $20, an hour. For, for a dishwasher. Plus they get some tips from the waiters on top of it. Right. And... Yes, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong, Mark. And be, behind the kitchen is a—it's uh, a different animal. I mean, you have to be young. You have to be, you know, strong. I mean, it's not a, just an easy job. But where uh, three, four, five years ago, those kids were not even uh, were not even allowed inside the kitchen. Today, there are cooks and chefs, but they're not. They're right. not cooks and chefs. Right. They're just helpers. Right. You know. And you got to pay that kind of money. So, what as a, as an owner, what do we do now? Do we uh, go ahead and raise our prices? The food chain is broken. The labor is broken. So, what do we do as a business owner? Do I open just to just open, or do I have the my rights to make money too? Right. Because if you don't watch it, you lose. Right. There's days when you lose money. Uh, it's there's you know there's no um, uh, precaution for restaurants. I mean, there's, there's no nothing for the restaurant. Like we are uh, the bad people, and they're good people. Well, see, and that's the thing through this whole thing is that I I don't think anybody has really listened to the business owners, the owners of the, that took the risk, that bought the equipment, that bought the the kitchens, that put down all the money, that took all the risk in this thing, but everybody's wanting to reward the workers who took zero risk. But talk to me a little bit specifically about these these people that like this chef that you were just talking about. That I, from what I remember, he came to you and said, uh, look, you're gonna give me a check or I'm gonna go to the labor uh, board. Not even the time to even print the, the check. Not even the time to even, even call. They wanna get paid right then and then. Right. And some of them, demand demand uh cash well so how do they go what do they say to the labor boards i mean how do they manipulate the system what labor board do we have a labor board <laughs> what labor board are you talking about <laughs> the ones that they were going to report you to you know why they're in the labor board what because they don't work because if they will work they won't be in the labor board i'm sorry it's they don't even uh, it's it's uh you know it should be a case by case. But if you go to the labor board, don't even go there. Don't even go, don't, don't even go into the same building. So automatically they're gonna give them the money. Whether the guy steals, you can show them a film of somebody stealing something and give it to them. I don't even, even try. We don't even try. Gustavo's an attorney. We don't even try. What, what, what is my, my rights as a business owner? Where are my rights? You think? All we do is cook food for, for people? No, Mark. We also work behind the scene all day long, six o'clock in the morning. 
to get, you know, where we at. You know, like you said earlier, all our investment, all our time, you know, what, what, who, who's looking after us? Who? Who is it? The labor board automatically, they, they think that we have slaves. They're wrong. It's not like it used to be. You know, today, uh, a young kid will take a break anytime they want to. And you can't say nothing because the minute you say, well, I'm out. I'll give an example. I had a kid came to the restaurant, tattoos from his nails all the way down to his hair. You know, no problem. I got nothing against tattoos. My kids have tattoos. And buffed. I thought, I mean, this guy's going to tear this restaurant. I mean, he's, he's got to be a hard worker. And I hired him. Two days later, I'm behind the kitchen preparing stuff and stuff smelling. I, I smell. I go, what's going on here? He left two traces of garlic bread inside the oven, the bread. So it's all burning, it's smoking. And I'm going, wow. I open, sure enough, has all the garlic bread there. And he's sitting in the front like this, sitting like he was taking, he was on vacation. So I said, hey, what are you doing? You left the bread inside the oven, you know, pay attention to it. You know, remember, I'm Italian. I don't speak very soft. You know, I speak a little louder. I'm for, you know, fortunately, I'm Italian. So the guy goes, oh, you're screaming at me. I said, you know what? I think it's time for you to go home. Go, go in front of the TV and watch the cartoons, okay? Because this is not a place for you. So, are you serious? And then the and then you're talking about the, the people want a good service? How am I going to get good service when not, you can't tell them to do anything? If you tell them, hey, you put the fork the wrong way, they take the right apron and go, bye. Yeah, I'm not saying all of them. But you can't now. You can't even scream. You can't even say, hello, hi, good morning. You can't do none of that. So they, there's a sense of entitlement uh, with the younger generation. Uh, and, you know, I don't think it's mutually exclusive to a younger generation. I mean, there were people that were entitled in my generation and you everywhere else. But talk to me real quickly about what what is happening. See, here's what I don't understand. And you talk about these guys like that chef that you said was leading, that he came, didn't show up, comes back, wants his check. How does he after three months, go to wherever and get more unemployment on top of what he had already received prior to him coming to work for you. you know what I mean? These guys know the system better than anybody. So oh, no, no, no. So no. What if is you, it? What is if it? you want to have any idea about labor law, I don't go to an attorney. I don't go to the, the labor board. I go to them. Tell me, tell me, What's going on in labor? Because they know more than an attorney and more than the, 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 they know by science. Science, they know every step of the way, Mark. There's no Mexican, you said Mexican or Italian or Japanese. If you're working behind the kitchen, they know the law. And if they don't, they research it. And believe me, they know their retirement. 
They don't need anyone else to tell them what to do. They already know. Okay. But uh, we look like we are the bad guys, but we're not the bad guys. You know, you, you, you come to the restaurant, you, you want service, you want good food and you want the price. Unfortunately, not this way. You're not going to get good service. You're not going to get good food and you're not going to get, you know, well, it'll be, it'll be, I, I'm trying to narrow you down on something and, and, um, but basically, I guess what I'm getting at is these people can manipulate. Am I saying that right? These people can manipulate the system uh, <laughs> to where they can get paid. They can go to get unemployment, come back, work for a couple of months, get paid, go get unemployment. And they know exactly the timetable that they can work. I give an example, Mark. I give an example. Let's say we put out in a paper. I get six, 10, 50 phone calls. And I always say, please come in. Let me, let me talk to you. 90% don't show up. Then 10%, the first question is how much am I getting paid? And we say, uh, how much you make? So, well, I'll give you that much. I'll be here tomorrow. That's the other 10% don't show up. Why? They go to uh, uh, fill up and say, hey, you know, I've been in that place. I've been in that place and I can get a job. So automatically they get paid. So some of them do that. Some of them say, okay, you know, uh, I want some cash. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. I want cash. If you want me to work here, I, I want a cash because that I could double dip. Right. I'm not saying all of them and I'm not trying to criticize anyone. But it's the reality. And the restaurant uh, have to somehow alternate the, the menu because, God forbid, this guy doesn't show up on a Saturday. What do I do, Mark? What do we do? I'm lucky because I cook. I've been cooking all my life. My kids cook. Uh, and also, you know, we, they cannot do nothing to me. But I know restaurants can't even open because of that. Right. You know, you get 30 on a reservation, you don't, you don't shop, what do you do? And people are very demanding, too. Uh, I'm going to play you one more clip from Bill Maher. And then after that, I want to talk about the border opening and what it means for the restaurant businesses here just in San Diego. All right? This yes. is from Bill Maher on Sunday night. Not necessarily. Um, you know, I've been working with restaurant workers for 20 years, as you know. Yes. That's a huge portion of the folks that have walked away from their jobs. And these folks had the lowest wages of any industry prior to the pandemic. You know, there's a sub-minimum wage in the restaurant industry for tipped workers. It's still $2.13 Because they figure you don't make it up with tips. Supposedly. We, they really, it's really all tips. It's all tips. Is... They get pretty much no wage. It's a direct legacy of slavery. It's mostly women working in really casual restaurants, not making ends meet, struggling, struggling with really high rates of sexual harassment. And it all got really so much worse with the pandemic. Tips went way down. Hostility and harassment went way up. And just like you said, millions of women were like, take this job and shut it because the, the pay is too low, the health risks and the hostility is too high, and I'm done. I've, I've reached my breaking point and I'm done. And by the way, a lot of these workers didn't get unemployment insurance to begin with. We heard from millions of workers that they were told by states, your sub-minimum wage of $2 is actually too low to qualify for benefits. 
So people are walking away from these jobs without necessarily having anything to fall back on, but they're saying, it actually costs me more to get to work in childcare and transportation than I get when I get there. It's not worth it. talking about Jack in the Box here? Well, I'm just like, I don't understand. Join she, the club, sister. I mean, everybody in the world's like, you know, trying to figure Mark, out how to she, make she, it. She's not even here. She's here for, uh, from, uh, from Jupiter. Okay? This lady, the talk, she's from Jupiter. Not from Mars. I, I know waiters that make $120,000 a year. I'd like to know how much she's making right now. There's well, waiters that make... The, the restaurant workers. Waiters the making $120,000 a year. Four hours a day. Four or five days a week. I know, dude. I know. I don't know where she's come from. Now, she's not from here, like I said. She, she doesn't know what she's talking about, breaking point. And, by the way, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Also, about people not tipping. I disagree with her. In my restaurant, tipping is 20, 22, 25%. Sure. I don't know where she's from. And this 2 $3 stuff that she's talking about? Well, that's another state. She's talking about Alaska. Well, that's talking I don't about know it. what she's talking about. Not 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 in California. No, not in California. But she's but, well, she's about, from Berkeley. Why is she talking about other states when she's well, in Berkeley? She represents the restaurant workers throughout the country. Well, so she's talking about you know other states and that kind of thing. So that's not the case in, in, in California. All right, so talk about the border opening. What does that mean for your restaurant? And for every restaurant in San Diego. Phenomenal. Because you know, we do need workers. Okay. Mark, if you don't do that, your dinner will cost you a fortune. Because, and this happened to me, I don't know about everybody else. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to talk about everybody else. But I, if it happens to me, I'm pretty sure it happens to other restaurants. Sure. You know, you're dealing with people saying, you know, um, I want $18. Okay? Then, next thing you know, it's... He's working where, right next to the other guy. And they go, oh, how much you making? I'm making 20. Oh. Goes back to me and says, hey, I want 20. Why is he getting paid 20? I'm in 19. Well, because he's better than you. Uh, that You can't say that. Right. So this, this, this um, hourly wages, you're not going to be settled. Because they know you're not going to fire them. So they got the opportunity to say, I want more. And so what do you do? You give them more. So the next thing you know, they're at 21, at 25, at 26 dollars an hour. I got people making 23, 24 dollars an hour, which really honestly, they're not even worth that kind of money. So I say, why are you worrying about 25 dollars or 23 dollars an hour? No, I don't worry about it. But somehow I gotta make money too. So how do I uh how, how do I put it in, in, into this uh, uh, in the dinner? You know, with with the food skyrocketing and labor skyrocketing, how, how do I give a person the you know the fair prices and fair you know fair value? Right. I can't. I can't do it. You know. Uh, Everything keeps skyrocketing, and that, and plus, on COVID, people used to, people are very generous. 
Yeah. Believe it or not, a very, very generous. They've been leaving uh, waiters and waitress um, 25%. Look, I see, I see my daughter works at the restaurant. My daughter, Sarah. She goes home with five, six hundred dollars for four, four and a half hours. So come on, let's not blame the people. Well, they were also saying she was saying that how uh the the price of food at the Denny's and the Applebee's and all of these corporate owned restaurants has not gone up in this particular state because they're kind of supplemented from other states and that locally owned restaurants uh can't compete like locally owned hardware store or locally owned clothing store they can't compete with these corporate conglomerates but uh because they can't afford the food price they can't afford the the things that where they buy in bulk at corporations you know like we saw costco open in covid and we saw uh walmart's open but the smaller stores were shut down so get back to the the border opening what does that mean does that mean that more people are going to come or people are going to more people are going to apply Okay, you know, look, and in, it just increases in, in Mexico. In Mexico, they can pay maybe what three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, I am not saying that's what I want to pay. Right. I want to pay regular wages. I mean, I and don't want. This wanna, is for essential I'm, workers. Yes, I mean, and essential workers have what working permits to come across the border. Sorry. Well, I don't know how that works. I, I don't know the, the 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 immigration laws, but if they're in this country, I assume they're legal. I'm not the IRS. I'm not the government. I'm at a restaurant. You come to my place. You give me your social security number. I train you. And remember, we train almost every day. Right. That takes a toll on my labor. Sure. Because now you've got double the amount of people. And I think that to stabilize it, the, the restaurant, okay, to stabilize the restaurant, you need new force. So the way you can maintain the labor, you can't keep going higher, 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 because then you got to cheat somewhere, Mark. Let's face it. You know, when a restaurant is in trouble, they have to cut corners. I'm not going to do that. So, so the opening of the border will increase the competition and you won't have people taking advantage of you or advantage of any restaurant that's right because the restaurant business is going away unless this border opens right absolutely no question yeah because um you might get a little bit more seriousness um um people will shop on time because they need it um and like i said i don't know where this is gonna go but I will tell you, this is not the right way that we're going. This, this, the way we're doing business now, it's it's not possible. You cannot maintain it. You can't keep raising uh, the, the 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 wages. Otherwise, you would, would look look what's happening with uh, In and Out Burger. Look what's happening at uh, McDonald's. They're gonna start paying people twenty five bucks an hour. But do you think the hamburger is going to be the same? You already said it. Liz just said that the other day. She went by there for the first time in like two years, and she said the Big Mac was like this is like a little. Oh, they're going to shrink it. They're going to give you. Uh, they, they're going to give it to you not in the bag. They're going to give it to you on the spoon. <laughs> okay, because they got to cut corners somewhere. Mark right. race prices, shrink the, the portions. Is that what we're going to go? If pretty soon you got to go in and out, I go in and out nighttime when night. And go there and I eat for 
$8. I don't think by paying them $25 an hour, you're going to be $8 anymore. Or they're going to give you a bun without the beef. They got a cut corner somewhere. So let's, you know, it's, let's not blame, blame, you know, just in one area. Let's not, you know, blame the ownership. Yeah. And it's the, and, and, so real quickly, back to the uh, opening of the border. Yes. This will, now I assume that you've spoken to other restaurants and they're suffering from the same thing that you guys are, right? I'm suffering, but I could fix the problem. Someone was suffering by Mark. It's, you don't have to be a genius, right? If you don't have enough people in the kitchen, what do you do? You close. One, two, get everything prepared at a time. Well, I don't do that. My stuff is every day. Right. You know, um, they don't have a menu because who, who knows who's gonna show up on the day. <laughs> you know, here we go. We, you know how many times I have to alternate my, my, my menu? Because I don't have enough time to prepare it. Because the guy's supposed to be there in the morning. And now it's noon. Nobody's there. I got 300 reservations. Guess who's going back to the kitchen? I am. My son Pietro again. Go back to, like right now. You were here before the, the show started, Mark. My son called me and says, hey, dad, uh, we're going to make meatballs today. I make every, every, every other day in the meatballs. Um, my food is fresh every single day, Mark. So I cannot just uh, just get out of town for two, three weeks. I don't have the people, Mark. It's a very big problem. You know, you're not gonna get good service. You're not gonna get, look, I mean, now if you don't have a reservation, you can, you can go anywhere. After the, the restaurant is empty, because why? After the restaurant is empty, because they cannot take it. They don't have the force in the back of the kitchen to supply. Right. So there's so much problem right now in the restaurant. And nobody's, you know, look, we're not talking about money-wise right now. But if once they open the, the border, I think, and I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know this COVID. I, I don't think affect the, uh, the lungs. It affect a lot of people in the brain. You know, maybe, maybe it will ease up for us. Because it's not a, a a good way to operate a restaurant. Under the stress, the stress is just a, 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 a high level, right. you know. Because you know, hostess, no, oh, they make sixteen dollars an hour, right? Plus tips. They don't show up. Oh, oh, just just last week, right? Just like two three days ago. Oh, it's too much traffic. I can't come in. That's an excuse. Or uh, say another girl. Uh, I have a girl in the back that should make solids. I'm at a party. I can't come in. <laughs> so how do you how do you how do you fix all that? How, how do you fix that? Something wrong with my eyes. I just can't see myself coming into work today. <laughs> exactly. You know, or, or, or my sister-in-law went to the my sister-in-law went to the Who emergency. I didn't know you were a doctor. <laughs> you know what I mean? The every excuse in the book. But so, you know what? There's some good ones. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no, you got a lot of good ones. Yeah, and I got good. I'm blessed that right. you know we treat them like a family. We treat our employees like families. I'm making me what I eat. 
I treat him right, humane. I treat him really, really well. All right, real quickly, uh, before we wrap it up. Uh, yes, love. Come <laughs> I wanted to say that um, Pietro's, Don Pietro's again, has been a big friend of KUSI and been nice to you guys. But uh, on uh, December the 15th, we're going to have our, for all the month of November and half of December, we're going to have big toys for tots. You can, we're going to put a box down there. You can go down there, you can donate a toy for, with the in association with the United States Marine Corps. And uh, what else are we doing? We're doing something else. Oh, we were going to have a party for Casey Malone to. You what? Say that again one more time. I didn't hear you. I'm just playing. I'm gonna have a party. I've been giving her a hard time all week long. Okay. So. Uh, no, she's a sweet girl. I love her. Um, I love her too. Tell him I love her. I know she's wonderful. Yeah, she's a she's a sweetheart. I, 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 I wish I could say the same thing about you, but you know, I mean, just like you know what? I've applied to your restaurant. You won't hire me. No, no, you you you're too cheap. I would have I would have shown up on time. You know. Couple times, maybe. <laughs> no, right. she's gonna come down. She's gonna be there Saturday. Yeah, me and her. No, we, we, just, we, wanted, do, we just didn't want a lot of folks coming next. We wanted to celebrate birthday. Like uh, we said it before, Mark. Uh, wanna, uh, like I said before, oh. we want to help the kids. Oh, sure. Uh, you first, know, uh, like I said, I'm a family man. I love families. You know, I don't want I want unfortunate kid to have, you know, right. whatever they need for the holidays. If you could say one thing. The United States government, city government, state government about opening this border, what would you say? If you can do it in under a I don't think they should have a border. I don't either. I don't think they should, should have a border because you know what? Not uh, here. Maybe in other parts of the country. Maybe. Not here. You know, I think that you know there's a lot of good people on the other side that they got good food over there. You know, they work for their money and and why not? We what, get the what, benefits what a, out of it. What a mega place this would be i mean talk about business climate Woo! that's right and, and you know and and like you know you want to block this wall why our neighbors should be open i mean it's I mean, like there's, a, there's, a, there's probably some logistical of concerns coming I mean, into that but yeah. i just think just what, what did you call it the um, megatropolis or whatever Mega region. Uh, yeah, mega region with it. It would just be sure. incredible. I, you know, Mark, it's so easy to There's say, you know what? You come in uh, for the week just to work. Every week, go back home, come back. Well, that's People what do that. Border would do, right? You know what I mean? So help us out. You make good money. You can live better in, in, in Mexico with the same amount of money you make here. And everything will be cool. You know, there's, you know, there's people that are really nice people down there and they deserve a chance. Not, not just, you know, in the United States where they got, I would say maybe Americanized a little bit. They don't need the food anymore. Okay. They don't want to work as much as they used to be. I don't blame them. I'm okay with it. You know, everybody has to move on in life, but give other people a chance. So in 30 seconds, I'm going to time you. What would you say to the state government, city government, federal government about opening that border? I think go. I will put them to work. Okay. I'm going to go to work. Okay. And maybe come and work. You know what they should do? As, as a, one of them, whoever's in charge, to come and work one night at a restaurant. 
but not work in, in back of the kitchen. Okay? And what it takes to run a restaurant. Just sit there. Just go around with me, and I'd be more than glad to get any of those guys to say, hey, come in on a Saturday. I'm going to show my operation. Maybe they're, they're missing something. Maybe that's what they need to do. Well, you know, not, not reading the book. The people that the are book, in the city government are, right now are, have never written a paycheck in their entire lives. So, Sal, I love you, buddy. Gustavo, thank you. I love you too, Mark. And, uh, you know, I'll like I said, tonight. I love you. My birthday Saturday. What are you getting? Well, are you 75? <laughs> huh? Are you 75? No. Well, I'm going to get you something, okay? I hope so. I hope it's expensive. Yeah, it's like... 20, I said, I said, Casey, bucks. I sent Casey what I wanted. My, it, it was 29 bucks to Casey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll see you guys. I'll I love you, you, Mark. You, Thank you. I love Channel Nine. I love you guys. And uh, yes, I want all the family to come down. I'm a family man. I love the San Diegans people. They deserve more than that. Whenever he comes down, will you uh, take care of him? Who? I'll come down next week. Not really. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, Mark. Come on. Friend of yours is friend of mine, Mark. All right, bud. Thank you, man. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can we go over